Welcome to Spotlight by Play Craig. The kick in, here it comes. Swing and a miss! Swing and a miss! Swing and a miss! A podcast that shines some light on amazing people in the baseball world. Deja vu all over again, as uh, Yogi Berra would say. Introducing your host and the founder of Play Crate, Josh Ben. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Spotlight, a podcast where we shed some light on people in the baseball and softball community. This could be anyone from players, coaches, entrepreneurs, or anyone that has an interesting story that we can learn from. Uh, Our guest today is probably one of the people I've known the longest in the baseball industry, has such a crazy story, and I'm sure almost all of you have heard about him by now. Um, his, His name is Josh Shapiro. He's the founder and CEO of Baseball Lifestyle 101. Uh, They're the fastest growing baseball apparel company in the world. Uh, Josh started Baseball Lifestyle as an Instagram account when he was just 15 years old. He grew the account to uh, 550,000 followers and a thriving online apparel company in just a couple of years. I've watched watched it since day one. It is super impressive and I'm glad you know, we've gone through a lot of this stuff together and, and had a really cool friendship from it. So, uh, Josh, welcome to the show. Thanks, other Josh. It's two Josh's going on right now. So I appreciate you for having me, man. Um, yeah, but you're not wrong, dude. We've known each other for a long time. So this will be a very, uh, it's like the first time I've actually sat down and probably had this kind of conversation to other people, but I know you've had this conversation internally. So it's going to be fun, man. Yeah. I'm like, there's been so many conversations we've had probably over the past like five years where I'm like, I wish we just recorded that for like posterity, just because we've been yeah. like side by side for so long. And um, I, we're definitely going to get into like plate crate was built off the, like off the back of your Insta- Instagram account. So it's like all the plate crate, uh, you know, people and, and customers and followers, like they have, they have BL 101 and you to thank for a lot of that. Yeah. Um, but we'll get into all of them. I'm pumped. We're finally sitting down pressing record. So um, usually how I start everything off is, is just a little background context so can you tell us where you're from and just how'd you get into baseball in the first place yeah so from uh, Long Island New York um, born and raised here so for me the background of baseball man it starts from like my first word was ball out of my mouth like it was like I feel like it was all like a destiny you know like this whole thing Um, my parents actually met at City Field not City Field Chase Stadium at the time Um, so like again baseball was like been in my blood I feel like it's been ingrained so from an early age between my, my mom and my dad, just, you know, watching the game. Um, my dad just gave me a swing, of, you know, swing the bat around. I actually showed me a video the other day of me, like, you know, four years old, just swinging in the court. So, like, it's always been a part of it, you know. Um, my family's, my dad and my mom are super into the game. So, it's really just from, uh, you know, just from them. So, like, they originally got me into the game of baseball and obviously still very involved in the game of baseball throughout, you know, my whole journey, um, ended up playing, uh, college baseball is where I got to from a collegiate, you know, athletic standpoint. And then, uh, which I'm sure we'll get into all of that, but yeah, just from an early age, man, from, uh, the parents, uh, so I feel like where I got the love of the game. Yeah. I like, uh, before every interview, I usually like, I go back on, on, you know, baseball lifestyles account and, and on your personal account. And I just saw this picture of you, like little slugger up. Yeah. This, this yeah. Picture. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I feel like so, uh, so similar to you, like in that journey, like just, I, I don't remember what it's like to not have baseball. So it's like when, when someone asked me like, how'd you get into baseball? I'm like, I have, I have no idea. Yeah. You know, um, dude, that's awesome. So, uh, 
So take us into, I mean, like there's not that much of a gap between your childhood and when you started BL 101. Like usually it's like there's a high school career, there's a college career, then people go out and they start a business, but but you started this in high school. So, you know, tell us, you know, when did you start the baseball lifestyle account? How old were you? Give us kind of like where you were at in life. Like where, where Yeah. So I was thinking about this actually last night because we're actually approaching um, year number eight of having the Instagram account. So it marched, I believe March 13th will be eight years. So like we're getting there. And I was thinking to myself, I'm like, I'm 23. So like, I've been doing this for like 33% of my life. I've had baseball lifestyle. Like I've had this, you know, thing in my life. Um, so to go back on that eight years. So I started it my sophomore year of high school. Um, I remember the exact time I did it again. I wish I would have documented everything obviously back then, but it was me and my buddy Tristan. We were on the couch. The Jackie Robinson movie was just 42. It was just coming out. Like I vividly remember everything. We were at his house and I was just like, let's just make it. I think I was literally sleeping over his house. I was like, yo, let's just make it. I'm going to make an Instagram account. Um, there's a bunch of Twitter accounts at the time, but nothing on Instagram. And that's where I feel like my generation like gravitated towards Instagram when it was very early. Cause I think it came out in 2011, 2010 and the Instagram came out in 2013 for us. So I started it. And literally it was just like for fun. Like, again, I was super obsessed with the game of baseball. Like that's my life. Like kids knew that in high school, like I was just the baseball kid. Um, and like, that's my personality. I'm very like, I wouldn't say obsessive, but like when I'm into something, like I'm all into it, um, which is why BL is what I feel like it is today. So yeah, just started the Instagram account, did it for fun. Um, 15 years old, now 23 and fast forward a little bit, you know, I'm working out and uh, to, you know, play high school, college baseball, and my strength was I was like, I had 5,000 followers. I'm like, hey, you know, hey, Bill, can I like put flyers up in the gym so kids can follow the the account? And I remember the ghetto, I put it all over my baseball facility. It was like a ghetto flyer. It was like this gray <laughs> piece of paper with like a different logo and just follow us, right? And he's like, yeah, of course. So I t- he wanted to know a little bit more about it. So I told him all about it. And I was like, hey, like, I really want to start clothing, you know, because, I, I, again, I want to represent who I am off the field with baseball clothing. So I was like, I'm going to make a clothing brand. He's like, right now, he's like, well, started breaking down to me, like, you know, now we know today, right, conversion rates. And, you know, if you get X amount of people to buy a shirt, you're really going to only get like 10, 15 people to buy a shirt. And you're going to be super, you know, disappointed and like kind of like push it to the side and forget about all this. So I was like, you know what? He's like, build a brand, build a community and just start building a following. And then you could do whatever you want with it when you get to that point. If clothing's still a thing, then clothing's still a thing. Um, so again, not to dive too deep into that story, but just started building the Instagram, you know, posted 12 times a day, every single day. What's up? Oh, no, I think, I think we had a little lag there. Um, no, I mean, keep, keep talking about that because you can, you can go into that story that's what this podcast is for. I, I want people to know exactly um, the story behind it. Cause most people think like it's apparel, like you had apparel in your mind from day one and, and you know, you always had that in the back of your mind, but you're like community first, community first. So, I mean, keep going with that. How, how did you build that community? You were posting six times a day, you know, how many times a day were you posting? You know, what, what kept driving you to build this community? Yeah. So I was posting 12 times a day, actually. I was posting every single hour on the hour from 9am. Well, or really 12pm or like 9am to 12, you know, really all depended. But like, and if people don't know, like, now you can draft stuff up, you could schedule stuff up. Like 2013, you were a there was no video on Instagram. It was you had to find photo, create the caption, and then like actually genuinely post it. 
and I was, and I still post all of our stuff, but I now can draft it and then just press and press and go. But dude, I was doing this all in high school. So like I'd be in math class posting, I'd be in science class posting, I'd be in gym class posting and I wouldn't miss. Like my mind is like a mental clock now. Like I know when it's 12 o'clock, I know when it's five o'clock. Cause I'm like, I've been on this for eight years of posting at these specific times. Yeah. It's ridiculous. And like, I'm like 85% accurate on these times over like over eight years. Like I guarantee you it's freaking wild. Like my friends will be like, Dude, how'd you get this posted? I didn't even see you do it. It's eight o'clock. I'm like, I'm just boom, boom. I'm over and it's done. Um, yeah. So I was posting all the time. And of course, you know, I was dealing with um, like teachers yelling at me in class, like, hey, put your phone away. And I was kind of a sarcastic. Not like I, I was I was like, hey, listen, I'm working. And they would be like, what do you mean you're working? And I was like, I'm doing this thing. And uh, I'll get on a teacher story because it's very cool what happened with that. But yeah, posting 12 times a day. Again, it's like a TV show. You know, you expect your show to be on at eight o'clock. It's got to be posted at eight o'clock. So that's the way I looked at it. And um, so I've done that. You know, there's I think there's 18,000 posts now on BL over eight years. Mm-hmm. So like I've just been doing that. So for building the brand up, it was consistency. It was I was a 15 year old kid talking to other kids. So like they genuinely felt what I was feeling. So I was posting stuff that I would want to see. Um, Bill's big proponent was give stuff away. So from an early on, like we've given away the most stuff out of any single baseball brand in the history of baseball brands. Cause we've been doing it since 2013, but like giving stuff away, you know, I was getting a lot of things for free from other companies from doing advertising, like me, me, me and you were doing stuff. Right. So yeah, exactly. So I was getting stuff for free, but then once it got to the point where I had everything I needed, it was like, well, now what do I do with this stuff? And Bill was like, give it away. So I would do giveaways, gain following that way. Obviously Instagram's organic at the time was like, just crazy. It's what TikTok is now. So like we were just growing to grow like five, 6,000 followers a week. Once we hit 10 K and I remember the exact moment I hit 10 K I was in my basement playing call of duty. I was like seven, 16 years old. And I was like, just scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. And we hit it and I was super hyped. But like, that's what kind of propelled us. Like back then if you hit 10 K, you just would like go. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's how the account grew. And like, it was just growing rapidly. You know, like I said, 6,000 followers a week. Um, by the time I got to my freshman year of college, we were over a hundred thousand followers. So like, again, it wasn't overnight. We weren't a viral sensation. It was consistent posting over a long period of time. And I take the same thing that I did with baseball, right? Like consistent hitting hundred balls a day, get you a better swing, working out every day, get you better. It's no difference when it came to building BL. It was just consistent action over time. And we got all of the results that we needed. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've watched it since at least 2015. So right. You start in 2013, you're posting, so I want to, I definitely want to go into the story of just how we met. Like it, it's, yeah. it's not like a crazy story, but it's crazy. Like how long ago it was and, and, and how far I think play crate and BL have come since then. So, you know, when we met, you reached out to me, honestly, I'll, I'll go through and I'll see if I can find the, like, Oh, it's there. I think that'd be kind of cool. Um, you reached out and you're like, Hey, I'm doing shout outs for 20 bucks. <laughs> you're like, do you want one? And, uh, it was, I remember this vividly too, right? You flash back and you have these like really vivid memories. Mm-hmm. I started play crate in 2015. I launched it. I was up in Maine at my buddy's like family's like cabin or something. Everyone was outside. They're like, I was just like so nervous about this. You DM'd me the day play crate went live. Like the day our website was like, available online you dm me like hey do you want a shout out i'm like i don't really know what a shout out is like it's 2015 influencer marketing really wasn't a thing i think you had Mm -hmm. followers at that point um which does that line up you're probably like around 70 or 80 um it's 20 yeah probably around there yeah 
Yeah. And, uh, and I was like 20 bucks, like, let's, let's do it. So, um, I think I like PayPal do like 20 bucks. You got it. You got a deal, man. You got a damn deal. <laughs> yeah, I mean, 20 bucks is an understatement. I mean, prices went up from there as they should have, but it just shows you how far back like this was like, I think it's still so cool. And you posted, we got like five customers. Like it was like our first customers for play crate that wasn't friends or family. And I, and it was like a, a light bulb went off and, and you were the first influencer that influencer that I worked with for so long because you had such a great following that was just baseball obsessive and like people mm -hmm. just call it lifestyle 101 they they just see your instagram especially back then um i don't think anyone knew that you were posting 12 times a day for years and how much work that took so i'm glad you went in that story because i mean you deserve all the credit and then and then yeah 20 bucks is a steal like <laughs> it was a steal um i didn't know that at the time you didn't know that at the time but looking back on it i mean that's that's how we both launched so i'm, I'm, I'm yeah I'm pumped you DM'd us for sure. <laughs> Wild, man. Yeah. Um, so cool, man. So you, you know, you built this community, right? That was the first mm -hmm. step. Um, you know, Bill told you, uh, Bill Rom, by the way, which we, I, I would love to talk about Bill too. Um, you know, Bill said community first, community first. So you actually built this community. You're, you, most people um, say they're going to do something. They don't do it. You're like, you know what? I'm putting my my the community i remember the day you posted the uh from your base uh from your bedroom with the with the cubbies and the baseball lifestyle hats and the shirts and i was like awesome like you're starting like that felt like the moment that was the shift right was that the shift yeah i think is you know when you did that first round of inventory were you like we're now an apparel company or were you just kind of testing the waters um, the, so the actual shift came when, so I was working with Richardson who I still work with to this day. Um, cause then I was like, Hey guys, like for an exchange of posts, can I have like 25 hats with our logo on them? They made the hats and, um, I was like, can I sell these? And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, sick. So I never sold anything with my logo on it before. And I actually sold the first 25 hats, not through Instagram, through Snapchat. And when I tell you I sold the 25 hats in like a minute, it was like crazy. I was like, I was like, PayPal me 25 bucks, like for the hat. Got sold all the hats. And I was like, that's really weird. Like, I didn't know people really wanted like our logo. So I did it again. Same thing. Then I opened up, uh, which people don't even know. It's a big cartel. It wasn't, there was nothing at Shopify. It was big cartel. So it was like baseballlifestyle101.bigcartel.com. And it was like this, like really like terrible website. But I started selling stuff on the website. And then I got to the point where I was like, you know what? Like, this is interesting, right? Like all these, you know, all these jewelry companies like yourself and just other companies kept coming back for ads. And I was like, if they're coming back for ads, like it's gotta be working. Like I'm assuming they're selling stuff. And I just saw, I sold hats. Yeah. So like, you know what? Let me, let me like make this site and I'm going to curate everything that I'm already posting about in ads. I'm just going to buy it at wholesale and then sell it on my website. And that's exactly what I did. And like, I'm still super close. Like it's a similar story with um, very similar story with Adam from, from five tool jewelry. Like he didn't have an Instagram and a, a business. He DM me like a photo of the cross. And I was like, yo, you should probably start a business with this. This is really cool. Started the Instagram, did ads, sold a ton of those. And like, he's been super successful. And like, I've been selling his stuff. I and mean, we've been working together since I started it. Mm -hmm. So like similar vibe. And, and um, it was actually funny that you're bringing all this up because I was on the plane um, flying to Arizona and I was just going all the way back 
and I have like screenshots of like all of like our first like week of sales. And like what I did in a week is what we do in like an hour. Like it's something stupid now. Um, but yeah, like I, once we started doing decent amount, I was like, let me order some of this inventory. And that was like the first time I had inventory ever. And then looking back on it, it was like a joke, but I was like so excited for it. Cause it was like this little corner of my parents' basement. And I was like, I had it all organized and like, it was just super like exciting. I was packing orders on my pool table with my dad and printing out everything from the computer. I didn't have a label printer, none of that. And then we had to like slowly take over the basement. And then the basement slowly led to, hey, Bill, do you have extra space in your gym? Put yeah. some stuff in Bill's gym. And like, that's just kind of how it all grew. But like 2016, um, August of 2016 is when the official company was like born. Like the LLC was created. The trademark was created. The website was created August of 2016. I really say this starts 2017 because like that first August, September, October, November, December was like, yeah. I don't even know what's going on. Just kind of figuring this whole thing out. Um, so that's really how it all started. So like with, with the Richardson hats, when I sold those was really like, okay, people want the logo. People want the brand. Like maybe it's time to start messing around with some stuff. Yeah, dude. I, I love that story. And, and, uh, you know, clearly like you've come so far since then. So we have like the benefit of hindsight to kind of like break this stuff down. But I think one of the most interesting parts of, of looking back at businesses is, you know, when you first start something, you're talking about like, you're excited. It's the beginning of something. 12 times a day. It's easy to respond. Most people kind of go into that. I mean, everyone kind of knows that little trough where of, of like sorrow, where you're just like, something's not working. Like, do I, do I push forward and get to the next level of business? Or do you kind of stay at this beginning level? And so many people, they just kind of stay at that beginning level. They're like, you know what? Hats are good enough. I'm making a couple bucks. Like shirts are fine. But you push through that stage to go to, you know, this is obviously like, it's been your full-time gig for so long. A lot of people, they'll sell the hats, they'll sell the shirts. Um, you know, they'll go to college, they'll have a college career and they'll, and they'll go get a job. And it's like a really cool little side business for them or something that they did one time. Um, what, what was the difference with you? Cause you, you didn't stop at that beginning stage. Like when, when stuff got hard, you didn't stop, you kept going. So, you know, take us through, like you went from, from zero to one, you went from nothing to something, but how'd you build that something into something really great, which I think you're at now. Yeah. So I would attribute that to like four different factors. One. And I think the biggest one, I think the one internally before anything is um, my height as crazy as that sounds. If I I'm five foot five, if I was six foot five, baseball lifestyle one-on-one would never be a thing. I swear to you because I got my grit. I got my hard work. I got my, honestly, like I'm going to prove it wrong to you attitude from being an undersized kid trying to keep up with all the big kids. And listen, I ended up being the only kid from my grade to go play collegiate baseball. I was probably one of the small, I started my freshman year, 95 at bats, batted 280, second in the team in doubles, second in team in, you know, all this stuff, batted in the three hole at five foot five. And I was probably the smallest kid in all of college baseball. Like I swear I was, I was up there. I was top five probably. So like I got that attitude of like, I'm going to prove you wrong from being a smaller guy. Um, because what many people don't know is I used to get made fun of for baseball lifestyle when I was in high school, because like, again, now every single person has a blog. Every single person has a Finsta. Every single person has a fitness account. None of that was a thing. So like me making a baseball account was like, dude, you're kind of weird. Why are you making a baseball account? Like, what is this? So like, they would make fun of me cause I'll post about it, whatever. 
And again, it was that attitude in my head, like, you know what? I'm going to prove it wrong to you. And like, listen, man, like, and this is the deep stuff inside of you where like, I'm going to show up to that 10 year reunion in high school in a, in a Lamborghini with like baseball lifestyle all over. And what's up? You know, like that's just me. That's that, but the same attitude on baseball, right? I'm going to hit a ball 350 feet and you're not going to, and then I'm going to bunt and you're going to be like, what? I can't stop this little kid. Like I got intentionally walked my first, uh, first series against Bayshore. And it was like the biggest moment ever. Cause I was raking and they didn't want to pitch to the smallest kid on the field. And like, that's the same attitude. So I can get into that. Cause that's where I get my fire from. Um, second is honestly, I have to give it to my parents because, you know, they believed in me. They never questioned why I was doing this. Um, but also how they taught me, like my dad was always like, if you want something, you have to pay for it yourself. Mm-hmm. So I would, you know, he'd be like, you want to pick weeds in the backyard? I'll give you 50 cents for every weed you pick up. And I'd come back with a full bucket, right? Wash the car for 10 bucks, you know, do this, do this. I would just do it. Um, so like their way that they made me think about money and think about how to earn things was super important. Um, and then when it comes to a little bit later in the story where like I was at college, I played freshman year and then I was thinking about dropping out of school or I was going to, cause I was going to pursue BL full time. Though they'll never forget. And I say this cause it's like the best thing ever. My, my dad and my mom were like, listen, if you were going to go get drafted out of college, we would tell you to go to the minor leagues and you can always go back to school. You got drafted in a different way, right? Baseball lifestyle is you getting drafted to the big leagues, go chase your dream. And you can always come back to school later. And to have that support from your parents, like not many people can say that. So like, that was super important to me that they believed in what I was doing. Um, and then it leads to bill. Right. So like my parents, my dad basically was like handing me to bill with, with BL. And he was like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm a, I work at IBM. I'm a computer programmer. I'm not a businessman. Like no one in my family is business related. They're very hard workers, but they're not business related. Mom's a teacher. And, um, Bill, that's the next person, right? He believed in me at 15 years old. He gave me so much advice. He gave me so much of his time for nothing, like literally just to help. And, but like, now we look back on it. He talks about it all the time. He's like, I had a lot of theories in my head of like where I think things were going. He's just, you know, like he's the smartest dude I've ever met on the entire planet. Like BL can never fail because of that man and how me and him work together because he's got these crazy ideas. He's got the smartest mind and I'll make sure it happens. And like, that's why this is where it is. So he believed in me, you know, he gave me so much advice and before he became an owner, you know, he, he did, just gave me so much. Right. And he walked me through the whole process. The dude drove to Omaha, Nebraska, 20 hours without being, without making a dollar from baseball lifestyle 101. And he always told me, Hey, when you were, when you make a million dollars, I want 1%. And it was a joke. It was a joke. Like million dollar company was like, uh, to a 15 year old kid was like, oh my God. And like, yeah, right? That's like we're, basically say a billion dollar company. It's the same thing. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's, it's hyperbole. Like you don't know what that would even like look like. And now we're a multi-million dollar company. Like what? It like, doesn't make sense. So like, again, that belief early on um, from Bill was like super important to me. Um, and he always like, put it in my head to not listen to the doubters, not listen to the haters and just kind of keep going. Um, so Bill is super important, you know? Dude, that's awesome. And I, I'm, I'm only recently getting to know Bill. Like I, we've always, we've kind of known each other, but like I just started having more calls with them, just started like talking to him more. And um, I'm going to like 
<laughs> he's going to hate, I think Bill's going to hate this, but I interviewed Ferbs the other day. I interviewed coach Ferber and uh, I mean, known for nicknames. He, he, <laughs> he called me Zuckerberg. Cause I, I heard Zuckerberg. I was like, I thought you were going to say something much cooler than I sounded like Zuckerberg. And uh, he was like, do you want to know like, like Josh and, uh, and Bill's nicknames? I was like, of course I want to know their nicknames. And he was like, uh, uh, jobs and was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no way Bill took that. Uh, like, what a compliment. I mean, those are two of the best entrepreneurs of all time and created, you know, the, probably the best company of all time. But um, I thought that was like the funniest thing. But like, the point was that, you know, you have been the face of the business. A lot of people don't know Bill. They don't know the impact that he's had on the business. And yeah, I love that you're, you're, you're kind of bringing to light, like, it's not just you posting all the time, like you've built this really great team. Um, not just Bill. I mean, Bill's a massive part of it, but you also work with your friends. I mean, talk to me about that a little bit. Like you, the second you had any type of success, you just said, I'm going to bring my friends on board. Like, yeah, you know, not everyone does that. A lot of people just say, you know, I'm going to go hire the best person I can, or I'm going to get the, the cheapest person I can, but like you're surrounding yourself with friends. Like how did you start to build out your team and your company from that? Perspective? Yeah. So, so real quick on Bill, which is funny is like, again, when we went to Omaha for the first time, and this was the first time we were ever in person on a big scale. And we were like at the following that we were at every single company thought I was a 17 year old, 18 year old kid by myself. And then all of a sudden Bill shows up and it's like, who is this guy? And like, he was always under the picture and like, he was always just with me. And he's like, again, like just to say, it's like, he's just the, he's super, like, he's super humble. Like he doesn't, he never had to put himself out there. Like all the ideas were mine. Like, and like, I'm the first one too. Like I'm very self-aware. Like, I'm not here without Bill, but like, we're all a team. Right. So like, that was just a crazy story. Cause nobody knew he was there until he showed up. And he's like, what's this 33 year old guy doing with this 17? Oh, well, he was 30 at the time, whatever. What's this guy doing with this 17 year old, 18 year old? Like what, what, Oh, they're actually, there's a guy behind the scenes. Like, Oh, oh. like it's not just this kid. And like, that's a big thing too. So now he's a super important role. People know who he is, of course. So, um, but the team, like, so to go back to it and keep it like how we're friends, Melissa was the first hire. Melissa, um, who is Bill's, um, they're, they're married. Like, that's what's crazy, too. It's like a whole family. Like, Bill and Melissa are married. Like, Melissa was working at a non-for-profit social media at the time. I was at Bill's gym hanging out, and she came in, and, like, one day she was like, I could do, you know, this, this, and this. And, like, in typical Melissa fashion, which I know you know, sarcastic, telling me that she could do something better. And I'm like, all right, yeah, sure, go ahead. And, you know, Bill was always a, such a good manager of, like, people. He'd be like, he would just tell me why that would make sense and like why the pieces fit. And I gave Melissa a shot and she came on for like X amount of dollars and nothing crazy at all. Quit her job. And I was like a 17 year old kid. She quit her job to work with me. And like, that was the first hire and we ran, you know, and um, from there, like the team. So another Josh, obviously. So like Josh, who's like literally my brother since I was five years old, he helped, like, he was like, you know, always involved. We made a ton of content together, but like, you know, he um he just was never like on his phone as much, but he also was like going to school to play baseball as well. So he was like a year behind me. So at that point I was already fully bought in and he was going to chase his dream. But this is where it gets cool is so sophomore year, he like pitches, does okay, but like had a much better freshman year. He's kind of like, you know what, like what do I do here now too, right? And um his parents are like my second parents, you know, like we're super close. And I remember Josh telling me that like he came back home and his dad was like, you know what, like, it might be time to, like, maybe try to work with Josh, you know, like, let's do that, like, do it, and, like, listen, 
a lot of parents are very like, I want security. So like for them to say that to him, that like they believed in me and what I was doing, now I was getting serious, you know? And like, again, we hadn't done, I don't remember exactly what year that is, but I don't, maybe it was 2018. So we were just on our first path to doing a million dollars that year. I think the year before we had done in 2017, like 650,000 or something like that. So like, it was getting legit. You know, I was 19 years old. I had my own apartment. I bought my own car. I was paying for it all by myself. So I think his parents were like, am I making money? Like go work. So yeah. So Josh is, you know, came on as like jack of all trades, you know, and now he does all the video and content. He's super important because like, I'm more on the business side now. And like, and obviously some of the branding, but like, he's like the face in the direction. It used to be me. Now more people know him on the, as the face than they do for me. Cause he runs the TikTok and he's all over Instagram the way it should be. Um, but yeah, like honestly hiring friends and you say like maybe the most talented, but like, I, I believe my team is the most talented. And even if they're not the most talented, they're the most hardworking people. They're willing to learn um, from there. Like, even Kyle, like who, who does some stuff with us and Connor could does some stuff with us still. I DM them on Instagram because they were making cool videos. Kyle ended up working for me. I flew them out to my parents' house. They never met him in my entire life. They flew from Oregon. I went to the kid's wedding. I was just with Connor in Arizona. Like we're still friends. And it's like super cool that we built people because people believed in BL and they believed in like me. Cause I'm, they always see how hard I work. Like this is my life, man. Like working for me is fun. Like I'm sure you feel the same way too. It's not work. So like on a Saturday, I could sit around and watch TV, but I'm going to go to my office and make some stuff happen because that's more fun. Um, so I just want to mention one more person, obviously, is Dennis. So Dennis came on as a as a friend referral, and he's like immediately ingrained in the system, like was put on video right away. Like he does all the operations, the warehousing, the orders, the order, you know, all the other stuff that's super important. And um, he's a part of the family, man. So like we have this five, six person squad that's just like absolutely incredible um and obviously an extended team of designers who have been there since day one um who i absolutely love my attorney my account like it's all super family man and uh it's like a blessing you know like i i say it every day i'm super grateful for my team i'm super grateful for like everything i have because like they just show up every day and like grind love to work and like because they believe in it yeah man i love that and i, I people people just kind of like assume that you just hire people and they come to work and then they might go home at night. But like, you guys have something so much different. It's so much more authentic. And like, I think that's, you know, I personally think that's why you guys built such an authentic baseball following. I mean, do you, do you think that you always, you're always like a little better of everyone, right? You're always like a little um, ahead of the trend and it feels like, like your community you know, as you've grown, a lot of communities kind of dissipate and you lose kind of that, like that reason that you became such a strong community in the first place. But I feel like you guys are the opposite. Like the bigger you get, I feel like the more in tuned with, with baseball players out there you are. Do you think that's from, from you? Do you think it's from your team? Do you think it's from, you know, making small bets on social media? Do you think it's from Bill? But like, you know, I guess, you know, to consolidate the question is like, why, and how do you think you've continued to have this awesome community as you've grown so big? Because you never forget what got you where you are. And like, that's, I'm such a believer in that. Like we're nothing. Baseball lifestyle is such a small company. I'm nothing. Like I'm just a hardworking kid who like did the right thing at the right time and worked hard. So like for me, you don't forget your roots. Like I used to go and I, I still answer every single DM I possibly can. I still answer all the, I spend 15 to 20 minutes a day. It's on my calendar. It's in my head. I answer as many comments as I can every single day. 
And because that interaction with that kid builds a deeper following. I know so many of our followers names because like it's a deeper connection. And I know you do too. Like that's super important. Like as you get bigger and you forget the little guys, you're, you're, nobody cares about you anymore. Like Nike's great. You like maybe resonate with Nike, but like, do you know anybody who works there? Do they know any, they know your name? No. Like I know all these kids names. I, I comment with them all the time and it's me. I still run the social. That's super important is to be involved. Like, We'll go on live and I'll just have kids request in and just hang out. Like this doesn't have to be some high production, you know, so cool brand where like the grid has to look a certain way. And like, this has to feel this, like, no, you can come here and consume a ton of content. You can get all your cool apparel, but you also know, Josh, you know, other Josh, you know, Melissa, you know, Dennis, you know, Bill, and we're here to like hang out with you. And like, that's what it is. Um, and listen, I'm not going to lie to you. As I've gotten older, it's gotten harder because the kids are still high school kids that are main demographic, I feel like. And they're older because they've grown up like me. But like, how do I, I don't know what's going on in the high school baseball world anymore. I don't, I don't play baseball anymore. Like I'm done. And like, how do you still live a baseball lifestyle without being a baseball player anymore? Like I'm now, I'm more of a, I would consider myself honestly more of a business person than a baseball person now. Like I'm, listen, like I'm, I'm not, I'm, I love baseball. Like, I'm not obsessed with baseball. I'm obsessed with business. Like I, I read business books. I watch business YouTube videos. I don't watch baseball YouTube videos. Like I don't really care to be honest, but I take those things and I apply it to what I love, which is still a game of baseball. Right. I still love going to a game, hanging out and like connecting, but it's, it's, it's harder now to connect with kids because I'm not that I'm getting older, you know, like it's, it's scary, but like at one point I'm gonna have to fire myself from social media and hire a 16 year old kid to hop on. Because I'm gonna start. I'm gonna say the word "drip" in 2027, and it's not gonna be cool anymore. You know, it's true. I mean, to, just to kind of piggyback on that, like I, I get exactly where you're coming from. Like I played, I had, I had a career too in baseball, and when when I left, I was like, I'm gonna focus on play create and, and same thing. Like, like this is what I, I I took the the same little guy mentality that you have, which is super important, right? Or I mean, it's not really even that important. It's just kind of what both of us were born with. We're kind of the little guys. We're the second baseman, the shortstop. We had this chip on our shoulder. Like I really resonated with you when you said that. I'm glad you were so honest about that too, because a lot of people don't talk about that. But being the smallest kid on your team for forever <laughs> is like is a real thing. I was that kid. You were that kid. Um, so like that passion, and not even just that passion, but um, just kind of that like you 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 set up. It's a little bit different. Um, but like you're applying that to business. No, it used to be baseball. Now it's business. Um, you know, so you've, you had your baseball career, you grew your business. Um, you know, we, you're, you're undeniably like in a great spot right now. And I know you're going to keep growing because you've kind of figured out this format to do it, but take us through, like, we hear so much about successes. Um, and we hear so much about, um, you know, kind of like this road of, of like, all success, but take us through like your failure, right? What, what's your biggest failure? Like that, to me, that's, that kind of like shows your character the most is like there, you went through so many ups and downs with BL 101 this whole time. And it may seem like such a straight path, but it really wasn't. And I know there was these peaks and valleys, but like, take us through like a big valley. Like what, what was one where you were just kind of questioning BL 101? Yeah. I mean, where I was questioning it. I mean, I, I listen, I always believed in it. Um, but that, that Valley was actually more recent than people probably think that Valley was end of 2019, beginning of 2020. 
um, where you grow so fast, which we were, which we are, excuse me, we still are growing super fast. Um, but you make as a business person as 19 or 20 or 21 and bill and none of us have built businesses to this volume before make a lot of expensive mistakes and you are laughing because you know and like <laughs> you you know you're trying to tweet things you're growing so fast you're spending all this money and like listen we weren't in like a bad place but like we were not in a good place where you get to some like you get to a new hitting coach and he tells you your swing is jacked up you got to change your whole swing and we got to somebody like you're you're jacked up. You got to change what you're doing. And like, again, like, I'm fully transparent in everything that we do, and like as a business, and as me, and as you know, BL. But like, we were still growing at a super fast rate, but we weren't doing the right things behind. We weren't doing the right training. You know, we weren't doing the right things behind the scenes. Not, not that we were doing bad things. We just didn't know what we were doing. Um, so it was like you got to change that. And I was in a super spot where like. You know, I was like, I got to, you know, chill out. You know, I got to like, I can't do this. or I can't do that. Or like, we can't just, you know, jump through this hoop because we feel like we can't. No, we got to like get on this journey. And when I tell you that like 2020 was the most, I know for a lot of people, it was such a terrible year. But like for us, it was the most amazing year like we've ever had and I've ever personally had um, because I like was super focused on like this every single day and like not like worrying about the future, just like, Hey, we got to fix today, which could fix tomorrow. And we just took the right steps, man. Like we took the right steps and, but that journey was super hard. You know, like you've been through on business and like, you know, you feel like you're getting rejected by colleges. You're getting rejected by schools. Like you're getting rejected by, you know, this, by that, by this or sales or whatever the case may be. Right. Um, and it was just like a hard understanding of like realizing that, like, this isn't easy. Like, you know, we can grow all this, but like making a sustainable business model that's profitable, that's growing is like, it's not easy. Everyone thinks, you know, that I'm, I'm, I make millions of dollars a year. And like all the kids from our high school think that I make millions of dollars a year and all this stuff. And it's like, guys, like, yes, am I very much ahead of a 23 year old? Yes. But like, I went through the shit, you know, like, excuse my language. Like I, I've, I've not, I've not, you know, there's been months, you know, it. you haven't paid yourself as an owner. You put other people first. You've leveraged a lot of stuff in terms of risk that you could be doing other things. So um, learning those mistakes, like I said, that was like a one thing that's because it's recent, but like it's all of those different journeys of like, I ordered way too many shirts or I, I, I put, I was in a wrong fulfillment center that I spent way too much money on and I should have been doing it myself. Like, we've all been there, you know, I've had to fire employees because they weren't the right fit. And like, it's not just one thing, but like, you know, that's just the most recent one, but like you learn so much through that. And I know it's so like corny, but like, it's so true. Like baseball, you learn so much from when you're 0 for four and how you get out of it and how you mentally can be better. How do you take your 0 for five slump and not turn it into an 0 for 20 slump? And like, same thing with business. How do you not let a couple of bad days or months turn into a bad year? Cause that's going to spiral fast. So like, yeah, dude, it was, it was a grind, but I look back at the end of 2020 in December and it was like, it was the most like fulfilling year of my entire life because we were in such an, we're in such an amazing spot now. Like we're in such an amazing spot because it takes so long to learn this, you know? And from a business side of things, like I there's a guy that I follow and he's like, you know, year one, like you have no idea what you're doing. Year two, you kind of a little bit, no idea what you're doing. Year three, you start figuring out a little bit. Year four, all right, we're getting there. And then year five, it's like, boom, rocket ship. You know what you're doing. 
And like, this is year like four or five for us, you know, four or five. And like, yeah, that was the exact journey, man. Like you have no idea what you're doing. Yeah. How do you, how do you go from $0 to, you know, 1.3, $1.4 million or yeah. in that 2019 in like two or three years and you've never done it before. How do you do that? So that's like the, the journey. And that's like so fun, but um, yeah, dude, it's uh, now we're, now it's like, we're, we're kind of figuring things out, you know? Yeah, man. Look, like when you look back at all of those like valleys that we're talking about, like they, and then you're so proud of them when you're on the other side, you know what I mean? Like you can look and, and be like, you know what? Like the goal is to get through part of this journey. Not like, you're not always just growing, growing. Sometimes you're just like, I need to stay afloat for a little bit. And um, I mean, I, I had to laugh during some of that. Cause it's just like, it hits home. Um, you know, I changed the word expensive mistakes. I just changed the word to lessons. I was like, you know what? We had a lot of, yeah. and, uh, I mean, it doesn't help the bank account, but it helps my mindset a little bit. Um, but I think it's so important that people know that it's just not a linear journey at all. Yeah. And it's also like, people think it's all glamorous, right? Like, so like, this is also 2019, 2020. So new year's. So on Christmas, we were going to this event. We are going to an event on a day after Christmas and then the day after new year's. And this has been a good event for us. We're going to, you know, we're setting up in person. We're going to do this whole thing and, you know, it'll be good for us because January is a slower month for us. Like I'm sure for everybody, right. After the holidays, baseball is not there. So like, we got to go make some extra money just because why not? So Christmas and I'm, I'm Jewish, so it's not a big deal, but still a holiday that everyone's here. I'm flying, you know, to Texas on Christmas day. And then on new year's, I'm flying to California. I'm flying across the country from New York to California. And at nine o'clock West coast time. So midnight, I've just turned New Year's New York and everyone's going crazy. I'm waiting for a five and a half foot tent that I got to pick up from the airport. And I got to put in a rental car, drive 40 minutes to my hotel, wake up the next day, go pick some, my other employee up from the airport and then go to a baseball tournament. And guess what? Honestly, that tournament was not great for us. It just was not the turnout that we expected. So I didn't make any of the money that I thought I was going to be. And I missed all of that. I was gone for two weeks. And then you turn back and you're like, I just chugged a five and a half. And those tents are like, you know, what I'm talking about. They're, they're, they're not great. They're bigger than me. And like, so like, that's people that things that people don't see, you know? And like, it's, it's not all glamorous, but like, there is times where it's super cool, you know, like going to hang out with pro guys that I consider my friends now and staying at their house and, you know, literally just consider them my friends. Um, so there's everything, but like you said, the valleys like that, man, like you never forget that stuff, you know? Yeah. Dude, that's awesome. So, I mean, we, we talked about your success. We talked about some failures. I mean, uh, last question, and then we'll go into some rapid fire questions Then we can wrap it up. But I mean, this whole podcast, like you've really explained, you know, where you started, how you built it, you know, the failures that you've had, the people along the way, uh, when you look back at that photo of the, the shirts and the hats in your bedroom, what, like take us through how you feel. I, I said this, um, I said this yesterday to Josh. Uh, we, we came from Arizona. We went, So, again, I went to Arizona, by the way. I left at 5 a.m. East Coast, uh, 5 a.m. in the morning East Coast time. Didn't get to Arizona until 4.30 Arizona time. Didn't go to sleep until 12 a.m. Arizona time because I was getting work done because I had to. Flew back home the following day at 3 o'clock Arizona time. Didn't get back home until midnight on Tuesday, uh, Wednesday, like literally yesterday. So, like, still doing the same thing, you know? Yeah. And me and Bill talk about this all the time. We had an office that we're, that we're painting and me and Bill are sitting there at six o'clock on a Saturday painting, like still do the same thing, 
you're still you, someone has to paint it someone's got to hang someone's, the someone's got to put the desks together like that's someone. it man um but so when i go back to and I, and you and i can't say what we did in arizona but you'll see it happen very soon and it's super exciting and it's super cool and it's a first for us um i flew back and i landed and, well i was flying i was coming down to atlanta on our on our uh, uh layover and i was like almost in tears bro i was like this is like this is crazy. Like if you would have told the 15 year old me that I'd be flying back from this, from what I just did, like, this is so cool. Like who gets to say that they, they did what, like they do all this. And then I land and I'm talking to Josh. I'm like, this is wild. Like this whole thing doesn't feel real. And that's scary sometimes because you're like, you know, you, that's like your one thing. And if you lost it, you'd kind of feel like what else is there. But like, I'm sure every baseball player feels like that when they hang up the spikes but like, dude, you know, when I look back at that photo, it's like, this is crazy. Like everything that had to happen, right. But also you hard work, but like, I could have, I, I could have just given up and I was in college and never posted and just like logged out of my Instagram account and forgot the password and never logged back in. And that was it. But like the anxiety in me is I've always been super anxious about that stuff. So I knew everything and I've been making sure that like, whatever, you know, but like, what could have been if I wasn't maybe an anxious person, I could have logged out of my, you know, this, and it could have been gone. Like it's just all that stuff. Right. So I think back on it and I'm like, it's just wild. Like it's, it's, I, I, there's nothing to put into words, which is why you have to work super hard at it every day because it's like, I've been given this gift, you know, like, why am I not going to work hard at it? So yeah, long story short, when I look back at that picture, man, I'm like, what, like, this is crazy, but I've always had that belief in myself and like, um, I, I'll continue to have that. Um, and that's really when I look back at that. It's what I think about. Yeah, I love it. I'm I'm just glad you took that photo. I think it's, you know, you, you said you wish you documented more along the way. At least you have that photo to look back on. And I thought it was so cool. I thought it was the man. I rem I remember the day you posted that, like in real time. Like I I was on your Instagram account. I was like, he's starting an apparel shop. That's that's great. He's gonna crush it because they have this awesome awesome old level than anyone ever thought you would. And deserve credit all the accolades you know it's uh, and bill too and everyone that's helped along the way but it, i love looking at that photo no matter like it, it doesn't have to be your company people look at that photo and it's inspiring no matter who you are if you own a company if you want to be better at baseball if if like checkers is what you're into and you look at that photo and and you just see what this consistency and drive and the little man mentality which a lot of people don't talk about um, you know, where it gets you, if you just do it for five years, six years in a row, if you just keep pushing forward, it's like, it's inspiring no matter what you do or who you are. And it's like, it, my it's, goal, man, is yeah. Yeah, my goal is to build this so big that that photo is like sitting there in the office or like sitting there when you walk in all blown up and like the tour guides, like, this is what, you know, the third generation Josh did when he was 15 years old. Like that's because when I went, when I went to Easton, I kind of got that experience. They're like, this is what, you know, when he started. This is what it. This is why he started. He had a dad, whatever. It's like, maybe that's what this is. Yeah. I don't know, but like, how cool would that be, right? Like that thing's blown up. I'm way past gone. My third, my my grand grandson's like showing people around, and like, you know, it's just like that. Why not? You know. I mean. The, this million dollar company used to be this like crazy dream and this like crazy fantasy when you're, when you're 15 years old and now, now it happened. And then you realize, you know what, like there's a lot of, there's a lot of room left. So no one's going to know. I mean, time will tell, but 
we know you're going to keep posting and keep DMing yeah. people back the whole way. So, um, and we're all following along, but um, I have a few rapid fire questions and then we can tie it up. I'll hand the mic over to you. I want everyone to go. I mean, I'm sure everyone that's listening to this has either heard of you or but there's other places um, to follow BL 101 and you don't make sure that I give you time to, to, to properly shut that out. But um, yeah, let's go into some rapid fire questions. Um, I always preface this with um, there's no timeline on this. If you want to take a while to explain one of these, that's great. If you want to wrap it up in a couple sentences, that's cool too. Um, so the first one is what's something that you've changed your mind on in the past year? Ooh, changed my mind on like mindset or just mind in general. Either or. All right. I didn't mean to complicate your question. Um, <laughs> oh man. Changed my mind on. Well, I mean, I change my mind every day about what we're dropping and when we're dropping. And so like apparel all the time, clothing stuff happens, changes all the time. Like, Oh, let's move this and move that all the time. So, and post too, like I'm, so I'm changing my mind about everything we're doing, honestly, every day. Mm-hmm. Like that's, what's cool. And I'll go into that too. Cause like we're super nimble. So like if I want to change my seven o'clock post, cause I feel like it, I change it. If I don't like how it's going, I change it. If I don't like the clothing, I change it. Like, so I'm changing my mind every day um, in terms of that stuff. But in terms of my mindset and growing there, like I've really become super, um, super like structured on like, I don't let anybody in my, and I think that's what COVID and quarantine helped too. Like, dude, I'm, I'm up at 6am. I'm working out. I'm journaling. I'm writing what I'm grateful for. I am mapping out my week. I'm mapping out my day. I'm reading, I'm learning. And like, I never, I never read a book in high school uh, in my whole, my parents used to make fun of me. You never picked up a book. My sister, my mom, I read at least one to two books a month now. So like my mind, I feel like from my mindset standpoint of like, being super like structured, like really helps me like get to the next level. Cause that's the only way you're going to get there is by being structured. You can't be going, you know, I'm 23 years old. If I'm going out to the bars or the clubs or hanging out with people that are not my like-minded focused, I'm going to be where they're at. And like nothing with wrong with what they're doing, but that's not where I want to be. So like my mindset of like structure and then on the BL side, I'm changing my mind every day. So <laughs> silver, silver lining of COVID, I guess. Yeah. So you started, you started BL when you were 15. If you could go back, give your 15 year old self advice, what advice would you give them? Just, I mean, I think I, there was times where I'm sure I doubted it and I'm sure like, cause I remember there's times I doubted baseball, but I would just say like, trust me, like, cause I'm not, I was never super patient. And I'm still not patient, but it's like, trust me, like when you're older, you're going to appreciate everything you're doing for yourself now. But I also feel like the older voice inside of my head that I would be telling myself was what my parents and Bill were. So like, I feel like they were my voices as crazy as that sound, but I would just tell myself, like, just trust the process, you know, keep going, be patient. Um, and you're going to get to where you're going to want to be. Mm-hmm. That's great advice. Um, what, I mean, just staying on that theme, what's the best advice you've ever received? It could be baseball, business, like anything. Is, is there a piece of advice that just kind of sticks with you? Um, I think from, from my parents and everybody else, it's just like, believe, believe in yourself, like stay in your own, like in your own tunnel, you know, like don't let any outside factors get to you. Um, especially when I was younger, you know, like I was super, at first I was super, um, what's the word? Like I was super, like, I didn't like being small. I didn't like being the small kid. I was embarrassed by it. Um, you know, everyone would pick you up in high school and you think you're this little cute kid and that's what you were. So like, but the, you know, same thing, same thing in baseball, right? Hey, you baseball lifestyle, like, this is stupid. You, you're not, what are you doing this for? 
So I think um, somebody tell me was like, believe in yourself and like, you know, you're doing the right thing. Um, I think that's super important. And I, and I always say anytime kids reach out or Instagram or whatever, like, or I give anybody advice, it's like, if you believe in something truly, like you can make it happen. Like just believe in yourself and again, shut out every single outside factor that you possibly can. Yeah. it's awesome. Uh, last question, uh, billboard, right? You have a billboard, it reaches billions of people, hundreds of millions of people, just like a lot of people, um, nothing commercial on it. So it can't be about, you know, BL 101. Um, just a message you want to get across to the world. What what would you put on that billboard? Keep going. Keep going. Short and sweet. Um, Keep going, man. Um, because it's it's a journey. Like this is the fun stuff. You know, like me and Bill talk about all the time. Like Black Friday, what it used to be versus Black Friday, what it is now. And like the numbers are much bigger, but like what the anticipate excuse me anticipation and the hype up and like how you feel about it, like just another day now. And like, Bill goes like, are you going to miss this? He said that to me last year. He's like, you're going to miss this. I'm like, miss what? He's like this, you know, like the, the, the startup grind, the journey, like at some point, you know, this is going to be that, you know, 10, 15, 20, $30 million company. Like I truly believe that. And like, I'm going to miss, you know, the, the days Raya was posting or the days that I was doing X. But when I say keep going is because like today on, you know, in February, like there's days where things suck. And you're like, you know what? I just got to keep going because like, I know that thing's there. Like I can't let today affect my tomorrow. Um, but yeah, keep going, man. Like that's super important to me. Um, there's going to be times where you fall, but you got to get back up and just keep running. Love it, man. I love it. Well, that's, that's all the questions I've had. Um, I'm going to hand the mic over to you. Just, I mean, where can people, I mean, if you don't know baseball lifestyle, one on one yeah for sure um so yeah like you said uh baseball lifestyle 101 on instagram search up baseball lifestyle should pop right up um closing on six hundred thousand now we're, 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 it's crazy the growth right now it's it's crazy right now i'm not gonna lie um follow us on instagram tiktok's a huge one please follow us on tiktok at bsbl 101 big on tiktok now um, and then our website's bl101.com. Um, we got everything there, a bunch of swag. You can rep the, you know, rep the brand, live the lifestyle. And then my personal Instagram is jshap101. Um, that's really everywhere you guys can follow me. Appreciate this man, Josh, for having me on as always. This has been fun. I always love talking about this stuff. And uh, yeah, man, you've been crushing it too. So I'm super proud of everything you guys have done over there. And um, maybe we got something in the works in the future. We'll see. <laughs> I can't wink. I'm terrible at winking. I know, that was good. A little hint, but uh, dude, thank you so much for being on. I'm, I'm so happy we got to finally just have like a conversation, press record. Um, you know, I'm super grateful for everything that you've done and, and just admired you guys and everyone at BL 101. I just can't thank you enough. And, you know, just thanks for being on. Appreciate it. Absolutely, man. Anytime. Thank you for listening to Spotlight by Play Crane. And a World Series Game 7 winning Curly W is in the books. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Until next time, take care.